Hello. 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 Yo. Hello. Yo, yo. We back, Hello. baby. We back. We back. We back. We back. We back. We back. This we we've been killing it, boys. I say this every episode. That's getting a bit boring, mm. but we've been like absolutely destroying this, killing mm. it every time, every week, man. Every week. This is the fifth episode. Are we? I mean, does a does a fish thank itself for swimming? What? <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is just what we do. That's the weirdest <laughs> analogy I've ever heard in my life, man. Yeah, man, that was, that was a random one. Caught <laughs> <laughs> me by surprise, though. Are we, um, are we, what film are we doing for this week, guys? Is it, is it Fast Five? I was thinking of films with five. Um, basically, if you haven't realised, Alpha, I'm going to give it credit to Alpha, who's been naming every podcast with names of films. So, like, the first one was, what, Volume 1, like Kill Bill. Then number two was. Let's let's not do this. We ain't got the memory for this. Okay, sorry, my bad. Okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying fast five. I'm saying fast five. Um, should we just first of all, boys? Can we give a, a round of applause for Mr. Thomas Mish, top five in the UK charts last week? Crazy. I thought I mean, um, top, top four. For yourself. Top four. <laughs> Top no, no, I, I, and you're not. I five. thought we already talked about this in the last podcast, but I, but I'm getting confused. We haven't, have we? No, I was. No. I, yeah, we were going to find out that week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Top Thank five. you, guys. Top five, baby. yeah, Crazy. top five, and and the most sold um vinyls in, in the UK. Drop top of the vinyl man. charts, which is top mad. Top of the vinyls, mate. Top of the vinyls, baby. Fucking mm. hell. Uh, yeah, man. Good man. Um, that that was icing on the cake for the, for the release because I was kind of. I was I was a little bit under underwhelmed maybe initially. I think just because releasing an album um during lockdown means it there's no like official uh it doesn't feel like an actual release because you you don't see anyone and there's nothing to kind of like solidify that day, you know. Yeah. It's just an online thing. So it was nice to have like something really positive yeah. from from the release, you know. Now you're going to um, have to you're going to have to be top 5 every album you got going on going forward now. Yeah, man. I went from, yeah, number eight, number number four. That's tough. Number two. Bit of pressure. Number two now. If uh, if we're following the trend. So what? If if, if you <laughs> didn't, would, would, would you be upset if you didn't get a top five again? No, man. No, I wouldn't. Um, you know what? I, actually, I might be. <laughs> I think you, I, might, I, think, I like, might be for my solo project. I think I it gets to a point project. where, like, you would, because that's your norm now. Um, like, that Taylor Swift documentary, it's actually a really good documentary. I've watched it. I've seen that. And yeah. um, she was like. Made me dislike her more. Her, really? Get <laughs> <laughs> on with her, man. Oh, man. That's, she I, jars I me. Really, I really she liked, I liked her more. Um, and the, she like got to a point where her manager called and she didn't get any Grammys and she was like, I wasn't nominated for Best Album. Like, that's her ceiling now, like, Best, best Grammy. Mm, yeah. That's insane. And that's her, like, expectation. I was thinking, I'm trying to sell, like, 2,000 tickets in London and she's trying to win a Grammy for best album. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's, yeah, quite, it's funny that, that, that my thing was quite interesting is like the, um, the goalpost changes on like success. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like if you told somebody you yeah. can have a show for like 200 people, they'll be like, oh, that's amazing. 300 people, that's amazing. 2,000, that's amazing. Five, the goalpost will always mm. change forever and I think that's quite interesting. Like yeah. people never like just settled and kind of comfortable in like their position of where they're at a lot of the time. Eat. Do you, yeah. think, do you think you'll have a place where you can settle? Like, because everyone has a settling point, I think. I disagree with I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think... I feel like, yeah, 
I feel like everyone reaches a level of comfort where everything else is a bonus. Yeah. Or you can reach a level of happiness where it's like everything else that happens, that's just on top of this. But you see this here, I can just do I can just stay here and I'll be fine. I've got my family, I've got blah blah blah. I'm I'm happy with the people around me and where I am. Do you know what I mean? Okay, but when um, like I think that depends yeah, on each know, person. I, think, I, I, I disagree. I, I think it's, it's 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 how you set the how you set your um your goals. I think sort of thing. And because I I I thought I would have been satisfied career wise by now, but um but this you're always on to the next thing. I feel like you know. And now now I've had I don't know. I've kind of I've I've released what I've released, and it's had that amount of success. And I I kind of want to do bigger things. <laughs> Come on, baby. Um, but, uh, Bill Gates. but <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Don't get me wrong. I am satisfied. But are you satisfied? Um, and and like that. It. No, no. That, that, that's different to making. I'm. I'm putting aside making good music. I feel. I feel very satisfied with the music I'm making. But then there's another part of me which is like ambitious in terms of um, get, getting bigger as an artist. You know, that's that really ambition, which is separate. Right, it's separate to to making good music. They're like two different things. Why is it separate? Don't do you not feel like um, the the better the, the better the music you make, the bigger you could, you could get? Nah, um, that's not a thing. That's a diff- that, No, that's not a thing. That, that's a different conversation. I think that's a different conversation. But Martin, do you think um, I feel satisfied because I I know I'm making the best music I can make. Right. Whereas, um, in terms of like my progression as as growing as an artist and and becoming bigger. Yeah. That's you can never be satisfied because you can always get bigger and you can always. But you can choose. You can choose not to not get bigger. Yeah, you can. But because because I you know I have this sort of inclination to want to get bigger as an artist, you know, it um, that I won't be satisfied. Do you, do you lot think that everyone that um, says they chose not to be bigger is lying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, like I, I I don't think they're lying. Can, can, have you got any examples of people that chose not to be bigger? Yes. Can you think of anyone? Yeah, I think like for like say, say like uh, L Sweatshirt. L Sweatshirt. Okay. Yeah. So L Sweatshirt was on the trajectory of kind of like following suit with like Tyler and stuff in terms of his trajectory, and then he just started making music, music that was not as accessible in terms of mm. the way he's approaching it, the way he wasn't doing interviews anymore. Like his his aura changed because beforehand he was on the same trajectory, and I think it changed right. So I think like mm. if you decide I'm okay, I don't want to make I want to make like lo-fi whatever kind of music. I want it to be sound a certain way. I want to like overly rap. I don't really want to have choruses like that. I don't want to do interviews like that. Um, I think that's what same. about what about King Crawl? Yeah, because he he, he could have worked with Kanye West. He could have worked with people, and he turned down those opportunities. Yeah, really. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so I think you, you, I think you like, could definitely is, is say it, that. Isn't that a difference between um, protecting your brand and choosing not to be bigger right do, do you know what i'm saying because yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. like if a king crawl and else if earl sweatshirt came out did exactly the same things as tyler and didn't make the music again it's the whole thing of separating the music you want to make versus you wanting to be bigger as an artist yeah um, i got a question for you guys music that yeah you got if you could be making the same music you make you know carry on making what you want to make but you had a choice of being um as big as you can get, would you want to be as big as you can get? Do you know what I mean? So you're making the music that you want to make and you're satisfied, but in that sense, but um, would you want to be bigger? 
hundred percent. But as an it's like a it's like a paradox, though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So the way I look at it and the way I look at my music is because I'm making the music I make, I'm not gonna be as huge. Like it's like it's almost right. like you can't have your cake and eat it too. If that if that yeah. if that makes sense. When it comes to my yeah. music specifically. Um, yeah. There's a nice middle ground that you can have, say, where um, you have Tom, Jordan. Jordan, I think, has as well, where it's like you can be as free sort of in your music and people will still sort of receive it well and stuff. But I know sort of there'll just be a corner of the world that will like my music. If the whole yeah. world loved it, I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't love my music. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, would be, it would be great. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a paradox, man. So, mm. but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, of course, of course, I'd. I'd I'd love to be bigger if um, I could still yeah. make the music I was making. I think those right. celebrities that are like the biggest in the world, they have those, like they always talk about those negatives that they go through, like being approached everywhere they walk or like yeah. constant pressure. Yeah. But I think as a whole, I mean, it's, it's hard to know because I don't know anyone at that level, but. I think as a whole, surely they have better lives than we do with like the amount of money they so have. So you're saying the pros outweigh the cons, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would of a superstar like Rihanna. Rihanna's probably got a more enjoyable life than we do. <laughs> in terms, of I don't life. know, man. I don't know. I think I think that l- l- lack of freedom is what is taken away one of your biggest um, uh, enjoyments in life. I guess you know, she's she's confined to her mansion, but she can't. She can't walk around any city in, in, in anywhere in the world. I am um, back to like, obviously I like mentioning this like every other podcast, but I'll mention it again. The Michael Jordan documentary, the last episode I just watched like from the, um, on Netflix, <clears throat> he's literally talking about why he wanted to quit early in 1998. And he was saying that he couldn't leave his hotel, like he would have to stay in his hotel room because anywhere he would go was just like stuck because everyone would be wanting to take a picture. Everyone wants to see him. Everybody wanted to be in his space. Like, he couldn't just live. And so he had to just be on his own in his hotel room. And he's like, that was shit. He's like, I'm done with this. Like, I don't want this anymore. Like, this is shit. I, I feel like I'm trapped. And I suppose there is something about... Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Money is amazing. That is an amazing thing <laughs> to have. Like, definitely. <laughs> a million percent. Right? But I do think, like, what Tom's saying, there is something about the idea of freedom. Um, you know, like... Especially if you're having a bad day, yeah. If you're having a bad day, and you get stuck, you're getting hounded by like press or people that, in their mind, this might be their only opportunity to see you, and they want to speak to you, or they want to whatever, and you're not in the mood for it. There is no offs. You have to be at home. There is no like that. I think that's yeah. that's difficult. Yeah. The thing is though, that sort of celeb, I think, is becoming a lot more rare these days. Mm. I feel like in music, when we're talking about to be bigger as an artist, mm. um, you can be big, you can be huge, you can be making millions, mm-hmm. and people aren't stopping you if you go to another, you know, when you get out of the airport to go certain places. Like people might yeah. not be stopping you, and you should, you might be yeah. very big. It just depends on how you're, how yeah. you come across. I guess your your branding sometimes. But it's like all that celeb status is reserved for the Jay Z, Beyonces. Like it's reserved. Yeah. It's like an upper tier almost. Do you know what I mean? There are there are different levels, I guess. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Different, yeah. and, and some and like I personally, I'm a lot more well known in Southeast London than any anywhere else in the world. So that's yeah. like where I'm most likely to get recognised. But um, the, the dream would be to to not get recognised in in my hometown. 
Can we talk about? I just go to South Korea or something. Tom, can we talk about now you've moved? Can we talk about where you lived beforehand? Because now you don't live there. Oh yeah, yeah. I live. So I lived on Peckham High Street, which is um where most of my fans are, are concentrated in the whole world. Peckham High Street is where, and I live bang in the middle of Peckham High Street. And I and I didn't think about that moving. When I moved into this place, I didn't think about it. I, I don't know how I didn't, but it was Pete. Like he literally, literally opened the door. And you're on the high door. street, like you're literally like, and yeah, like it, it's like to go. It was hilarious. Yeah, man. So like, would, it was horrible. Would you? I mean, <laughs> on, on the polar opposite, would you create a like? I was thinking of writing like this project. No, I probably won't for a while, but like basically making like indie rock, pop rock music, mm-hmm. and where I didn't have my face on it, it was like a uh, like, like a ghost artist. Uh, it'd be like a band that I like made myself whatever and let's say that blew up to the point where it was as big as the 1975 or like the arctic monkeys um on the same if you if you don't want to be this super famous person but then there's this band that's got this this like ghost band like there would be a part of you that would want the social validation of like everyone knowing it's you but at the same time you're not allowed to tell anyone that it's you that's interesting. Do you, do you think? I think there's some. You, I think there's some people that would, like. Wouldn't you rather be the Rihanna character in that situation? I don't know. For social validation, I I, I think you'd want the 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 accreditation in terms of accolades of that was really really good. I really really liked that. I don't know if you would want the celebrity from it if you're making that. And I, I don't th- I don't think they're synonymous with each other. I think you can want the accolades of that was a really good project. The mass is saying that this is really really groundbreaking, but I don't think you necessarily would need the hoo-ha and paparazzi around it so like for example there's some bands like i don't know i'm pretty sure tom york can go to supermarkets calm from radiohead i reckon so i think i think he can roll through sainsbury's and get buy his plum tomatoes and quinoa yeah and chill And, and people wouldn't even really deep it like that because his whole branding isn't look at me, look at me, look at me. I think Alpha's right. I think there's something about branding. Um, I think if your brand is, mm-hmm. look at me, your face is like, it's all about you. Your face is everywhere. I think you're yeah, more likely to get yeah. stopped. Like for example, um, <clears throat> there's black. Yeah. Hardly, hardly any other band members are like as famous as the, as the front men. So like for example. Yeah. Unless you're from One Direction or like exactly. one of these people who is, yeah. Yeah. So like the guys, like I don't know what any of the other guys from Coldplay look like. None of them. That's true. Shit. Like, even yeah, like the man. guys, the guys from yeah, Oasis. Shit, I only man. know the, the Gallagher brothers. I couldn't tell you what Bonehead looks like. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I have no clue. Or it, it, it's it is perception. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that some of them wouldn't want that celebrity or whatever. But I think there it's not synonymous in terms of being big that you're gonna be. Mm. Um, Look at this disclosure. You know, them at one point they were the biggest like electronic acts. Yeah. And and people didn't know what the boys looked like. Yeah. Hey Tom, I've got a question for you. Kind yeah. of, it's kind of harking back to one of our earliest episodes of, of the podcast, but I want to ask you a question. Mm. Yeah. Would you say... <laughs> oh, yeah. I really respect you, man. <laughs> hey, what's funny is that people are going back listening to those episodes now, which I just think is hilarious. Um, but yeah, Tom, would you say, now you've got a top five album, are you a pop artist? Good question. Um, I didn't, I really didn't expect that to get in the top album charts. It only did because we basically we sold a lot of vinyls. So basically we entered the album charts because we'd sold so many vinyls. Yeah. And um, Are you a pop artist? 
Well, I mean, good question. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends how you define pop, you know, pop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not pop music, but I guess it was, it's a popular album. <laughs> for, for, for the vinyl buyers, I don't know. Oh, yeah, there's pop- one other thing, Tom. So I want to clarify. <laughs> I want to clarify something. So I saw like a tweet saying uh, this is like an, an independent release. So, but then in the charts, I looked at it and it says, you know, Beyond the Groove slash Blue Note. And I know Beyond mm. the Groove is your label. Yeah. But what makes the whole project an independent release? Ooh. So this talking about the definition of independent because mm. people may not know. <laughs> no, no, no. But people, people may not know... Um, but I know yeah. your deal with Blue Note is a bit different to a normal deal with Blue Note that, an, like mm. a, like a, I say a jazz artist that in America would have. Um, mm. So it was a partnership, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's a part. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a collaboration sort of thing. Is that why um, you used the independent release sort of it? Because it's a part more of a partnership and not a you are signed to Blue Note for the next five albums thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not a conventional album deal. Um, and you're right, it's like, what does independent mean? Yeah. Really? Um, it's not, it's technically not an independent record on the on the definition that like independent would mean it's just me and my manager or, or no manager. Mm. Well, yeah. um, not, independent, not, not, not necessarily. I suppose independent would mean there was no major label input right because you can have indie labels right so like for example oh i guess yeah yeah excel excel is an indie label, indie label whatever but then i suppose the, the, the problem is not problem it's not it's not a problem at all but i think <sighs> the the the, the different dif- differentiation between major and, and indie labels are kind of getting merged because there's some really big indie labels and there's some and now major labels are doing mm. smaller deals as well so it's not as clear cut as it was before so so for example T- jordan ninja is an indie label yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? But then, like, maybe the campaign might be... Yeah, no, I was just wondering about the real sort of definition of, like, between... The de- the difference in definition between an indie label and a major label. Because I, I haven't really sort of researched what the actual difference is, whether it's um, uh, a major label has lot, a lot of other labels underneath it. Because if that's the case, Ninja Tune has labels underneath it. So is that now... Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, I, I think I don't know. It, yeah. I think it? partially it's like this potentially like the artist split is higher for the artist. I know that's not really a major label indie label thing, but I think in these in this day and age, like I know people signed to major labels that only get five thousand pound advance and it's a small EP release, and I know people signed to indie labels that could get one hundred fifty thousand pound advance, and they're like their campaign is like big it's it, it's a big major campaign but um like even even like loyal is on an independent label oh wait is it no, no he's, on a, he's like, on a major no, he's on a major label he's oh he's, he's on a subcategory label santa virgin yeah well i forgot his, he, he's on like a sub he's on am amf yeah, records which is under which is under, yeah. which, is, which is underneath virgin. oh i yeah. see i see well like that's a good example of how like He's on a small label, but he has the backing yeah. of, of, well, of like... the record I did was, was, was Caroline, Blue Note and Beyond the Groove. And Caroline is a sub-label of Universal. So, in a sense, it is a major 
label album release. Ooh, that's nice. the biggest. That's the biggest Ooh, album. Label <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man says, um, do, 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 do you feel? So you said it was independent released. Is that because you of Beyond the Groove? Yeah, Caroline. We don't tell people about Caroline, really. Oh, <laughs> it's, Caroline. <laughs> it's it's more you know Blue Note. It's like endorsed by Blue Note, but Blue Note is four people in an office. Really, Blue Note. Yeah, Blue Note. Um, really don't have a big team. You know, they're not able to like push a record really uh, these days. So what's interesting about that, though, um, Tom? Is Caroline, but it's the name and it's is, the... Is Caroline like... Because, like, you see, for example, The Orchard or um, there's other, there's other like, um, um, label distribution services that are under yeah. major labels that kind of are very yeah. similar to, like, a Believe or a Able or a whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is, is Carol- That's what it is. So Caroline's it's, like... It's, okay. Caroline's like a Cobalt, but, um, but they have the resources of Universal... So they have a lot more resources, but it's but it's uh, like an artist-friendly deal. So just to clarify, to, to, people, yeah, so, to clarify to people what a label um, distribution service is, uh, it's like a they dist- they distribute your project, and it's it's not a record deal. They don't own your record, right? It's it's a it's not like a record label deal. But then I don't know if it yeah. would be a record label. It's deal. it's generally project by project, and um, and they take like a, small a much smaller percentage, say. They take twenty percent as opposed to maybe eighty percent from a conventional major label yeah. deal. And a lot of time you own a lot of time you own the masters as well in in those deals as well. You don't you don't you, yeah. don't, you don't sell your it's masters. Short, it's short return. Yeah, they get like per, past the the term. They'll get like another six months of it if they haven't recouped. But if not, they've taken the risk. I was thinking a lot about like label services deals like mm. Cobalt, Believe, Platoon. Yeah, and I think if you're not going to get the machine like if they're not going to offer you because they all say we know connections with editorial playlists we have like they say those things and maybe they can give you an advance and like good data on statistics but i think if you're an up-and-coming artist like alpha did this with his first release like putting it on uh, any platform that you pay like the one-off 50 quid for is an insanely better deal than giving away 10 percent because you can get these artist services deals for like 8 to 12% even. Like Cobalt can have my album Cloak and they get 8% from it, I think, or 9% from it, um, just to like have it on Spotify. But like if I had put that album Cloak on CD Baby and paid 40 quid, I would get 100% of it. Yeah. I suppose the so idea if I made 100 grand, which I don't, let's say I made like 10 grand in six months from Cloak, they would... Um, Cobalt would obviously get one grand, whereas I've only paid 50 quid forever for CD Baby. But I suppose it's the risk of, um, I think that the, the, it's the risk of, it's not a risk. It's, t- it's tough because basically that what they offer is not only that, sometimes they offer like structure and stuff that you might not have as an as a independent artist. Like CD Baby, you pay your 50 quid and that's it. It's like, see you later. You just kind of, it's, it's down for um, people to find it and that kind of stuff. And the thing about the yeah, label yeah. services, there's no guarantee you'll get a playlist slot. There's no guarantee that whatever, but there is more of a chance yeah. that it will. They have a team. They have, they a, have team. a team of people. It is It is like a a record label. You know, Cobalt have like, and Caroline have a team of people. They have radio pluggers. They have this and that. And it's, it's like a more flexible um, way of, 
if you sign to a major label, I think it's more restricted in terms of who you work with potentially. But I think in with label services, you can uh, be a bit more flexible who you want to pull into your team and stuff. I think. Well, yeah, there's no like with music label services. Wise. They don't. They don't have any set. They can't tell you you can't put something like they. They have no. There's nothing yeah. they can really do. Like it's your. You're in control. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a tough one though because yeah, like for example, Alpha's story about Antiphon and him flinging up on CD Baby is one of the most right. inc- incredible stories ever because the guy, mm. it busts um, and uh, absolutely just smashed it and now that's that's a residual income that he'll get off of the basis yeah. of a 50 quid payment that he did on CD Baby. Do you know what I'm saying? That's incredible. But it's... Yeah. it's, the, it's no, but um, what I did... So, so what I did was Antiphon is now on my label, Sakito, which is um, using a distributor, Believe. Do you know what I mean? So Antiphon is back, but initially, because I didn't know what it would do, the 50 quid way was the way, because I didn't, it didn't, almost didn't matter to me. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like a lottery thing. It was like, I just, I want this to get on Spotify. I didn't even think I want this to get in Spotify playlists. I didn't know or care about that at the time. Um, I feel like even places like CD Baby, though, man, they have um, links to these places. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. as well as other distributors. So, you know, if, I, it's, if it's just... Go on, go on, Jordan. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think when you were successful on CD Baby, I remember you talked about this briefly back in the days with Antiphon. Like, because not many... Um, I mean, this is total generalization, but it seems like not many successful artists use those platforms. They're mainly for like up and coming people to get their stuff onto the thing. So if you're mm. like doing really well, like a, a normal, like a real person, not a computer will message you and say like, thanks for being a part of this website. How can we help you? Blah, blah. Maybe here's like an advanced payment because we know you're making this much. Like they can offer those sort of things. And um, like I was on TuneCore, um, I'm going to go out and say I wouldn't recommend anyone going on TuneCore. But they um, they like, they like were offering, hey, we noticed, we noticed you've done really well with your debut EP, Franklin's Room. Like, please re-sign with us for another year and we'll make sure it gets on playlists. Like, they actually sent a personal email. So, like, there are teams at these Ooh. companies that, like, are trying to yeah, be, I, like, I guess, label services-esque. But I, I know Ditto, you get what you pay for. Ditto, I know Ditto is, like, very big on, like, that idea yeah. of that. They, they speak about it a lot as well. Um, it, it, it's, it's really difficult in terms of navigating it and kind of knowing what is the best uh, thing to do um, with it. You know, especially if what you I suppose you've got to know what do you want out of it? You know, what do you want out of the situation when you're uploading music? Yeah. How do you want it to be put out? And you know? with, with like Ditto and TuneCore and stuff, anyone can just upload stuff. But I've, with label services, I think you have to come to some sort of agreement with them to release a project with them and they'll give you a budget for the promotion and things like that. But it, that, So that's the, another difference. Yeah. But um, I think if you're an artist that, that's what I was saying, if you feel like you're an artist that, well, I guess all people aspire to be successful, so it's hard to know. But if you're an artist that doesn't want to budget or doesn't want to give away any split, it's probably yeah. like the best option to go to not use a services deal and just like yeah. get it up, get it up on like a really cheap yeah. website. Yeah. But if you compare that to like a major label deal, it's still so much better. Yeah, yeah, way better Would in you, terms of your rights and stuff. Have you guys ever? Have you guys been thinking about? Um, Signing to major labels is that has that been in your brain's thought process now at this stage of your career? No, never. 
No. I have no no interest, man, because I've I don't I don't need it. Yeah. Man. I don't really need it. But that's just that's just me. But then you said but then you said you wanted um, to get bigger. So do you not feel like if you was on a major label you would get I suppose you kind of no, the album wasn't. No, but I, I want I want to get bigger and retain my rights and do everything how I'm doing it. That's that's the premise. Okay, okay. I, I want to get bigger as an artist under my own terms. Okay. Um, th- no compromises. Fair play. Yeah. Rax. Um, I, I um, I think I would struggle with like, I get this a lot. People, basically, people hear my voice and that's what they think my music should sound like. Mm. And I think um. Um, like a major label would hear the potential of like how my voice could be more like Popular. easy listening yeah. music. And like, I even had some back and forth with my own label who's independent and like experimental alternative music. But even they were like, where's the chorus in this? And it was always this back and forth about why basically utilizing my voice as like a annoying, do you know what I mean? Yeah. As like an annoying front man of my sound. Um, so I think signing a major label deal would be even more resistance. Like it'd be even more like pushing me towards doing that. Yeah. Mm. So no, the answer is no. I don't really think, how about this? I don't think anyone needs to sign a major label deal in 2020. I don't think anyone needs to. Sorry, that's a sound effects. Why why would you say that, Alpha? Because you can do the exact same thing. Like, even major labels are being forced to do label servicing now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, uh, they just followed suit because they mm. kind of understand it's getting a bit obsolete. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah I've heard that. The best thing you can do, well, I guess the biggest thing you could do is sort of what Tom's doing at the moment, which is label servicing using a major label machine but you're not unsigned to the major label. So you're getting the best of a major label in terms of machine, but you're getting the rights as you should as a musician to your own stuff. Do you know what I mean? So there's no reason mm. to just sign straight up to a major label in 2020. Yeah. Not at all, man. What what they are good at major labels is taking artists and, and developing them from a young, from, from an early stage. And they, you know, so a lot of, some artists don't, have a vision of of their production or their their aesthetics and and a label can a major label can really kind of like form that you know some people want to be manufactured and, and they are good at that the only issue with that, the, only um, made, made, the only issue with that is i suppose the only issue with that is is um that is true they can they can create a narrative for you um the, the downside of that is that if it goes badly they can also take that take that narrative away so for example if you're an artist that signed to a major label young and it's mm. not working not working, yeah. not working. All the fans that you kind of um, accrued over this period of time, and they used yeah, to a certain yeah, yeah. standard of unlevel. The minute you're dropped from that label, to now yeah, try man. and recreate those those big budget videos or those really cool visuals or whatever it is has now been stripped away from you. And, and you're there like yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. There's been countless times where you're seeing artists being being um, in front of people, thousands of people, whatever it is, um, being given great support slots or whatever it is because of the label. And yeah, when it That's when, when it doesn't work, you're kind of just there fighting for yourself, not having a clue how to do it because you haven't had to do it before in your own, um, and then you're kind of just true, like yeah. in a in a in a bit of a whirlwind. So I suppose the downside, yeah, that yeah. you are correct though that they can when it does work, 
like a Justin yeah. Bieber or whoever or in One Direction, mm. that's amazing because you become the yeah, big yeah, size yeah. in the world. When it goes badly, then it goes badly. And I feel like major labels are also a lot more aggressive with their promotion. Like an artist on a major label will get pushed in your face. And like as a as like someone on the other side, I feel like I get sick of artists when there's when you see them constantly, advertisements like, you know, um, Instagram, everywhere, like Facebook, and you just kind of, it puts you off. 100%, away. definitely. I, I suppose especially because we've kind of, all of us have, in, have done it on our own relatively. Do you know what I'm saying? We've all got, got our hands dirty in terms of, you know, ground up things like building shit, like trying to grow as, as artists and understanding <laughs> our fan base as well. And, and I think even with that as a pop, um, not a pop, but as in, being under a major label, um, you kind of lose sight of that because someone's telling you what to do. Someone's telling you how to engage your fans. Tell, someone's telling you how to, you know, and I think the best way of handling it is if you know it yourself, if you know how your fans operate, what kind of music you want to make, all that kind of stuff, and you know the back scenes, when you do step into a, a label situation, you can go, hang on, no, 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 I've already done that. I know what I'm doing. I've done it for this amount of years. That's what, that's what needs to be, ha- like, this is what needs to be happening. It's just like knowing your company, in it. Um, mm. So I, I I I don't know if I agree with that in twenty twenty people don't assign to major labels though I don't think I think that's a I, no no you're you're correct in terms of the word need you yeah people don't need to you are that I, I agree with that I think I do think though because um, necessarily they are they are a bank. There's a specific lane of music. Yeah, that, that, there, like, there, like the top forty stuff is all has to exactly, be exactly, but also like globally as well. Um, the good thing about major labels is they have offices usually globally that can have impact and have like an influence in countries that aren't as savvy with the internet as maybe the Western world or Africa. You know what I'm saying? Like say like in there's one or two indies that do as well. Yeah, that's true. That is that's a good point. Um, and if you have a label services on a major label, then that doesn't matter. You still use their same offices in their same uh, all their countries and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I, I I stick to what I said that you don't need yeah, to. Yeah, it's the list of need. I, if you if you if you um if you want to, obviously, there's benefits to major labels in terms of like money and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. guess if they're chucking like half a mil of you, yeah. and that's all you want for music, then do you yeah. Think? If 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 you want to be a real like global superstar, I think you have to be on a major label. Hmm. Yeah, as in like. Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, like you can't imagine them on an indie label. There really. would only be like one or two people. Why? Why, why? Maybe, maybe there are. Why? Why would they have to be on the mix? So like, say, say like Adele, for example, she was on XL yeah. for a very long time. Obviously, she's not there anymore. Why? Right. Why? And she was obviously one of the biggest in the world. Why? I'm, I, I w- I'm just thinking for that kind of like to be that big, you need such uh, influx of money and promotion and stuff and, and at any time I suppose yeah. it's, it's, more it's, of a household yes. game you need to like push yeah. to and, the, and it has to be at yeah. a whim like at a whim as well it has to be like we need a million pounds for this thing now and they can go alright here's a million pounds like it's not I saw like yeah. A, yeah. an interview with um, the head of um, Universal and somebody asked them uh. somebody asked them like uh, uh, would Drake like an interviewer was like oh can is it true that Drake has an, an unlimited budget um and he, the guy, the guy, the universal guy, was like, "Yes, Drake can literally ask for as as much money as he wants, whenever he wants. Like there is yeah. no, there is not no amount of money that he can ask for that we would say no to. Like no, that yeah, he has a literally like a, a blank checkbook. Like it's whatever he wants. So 
Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know if I wouldn't sign to a major, though, you know. Oh, yeah. Do you? Why would you? What, what are your thoughts on majors, Barney? Um, I wouldn't say what no. What would that do for you? I would, uh, I would have to just really, really um, understand the workings of it a lot and kind of like take it. I think, I think that, yeah, I think the benefits of like, say like I want to do other things, not just music in it. Like I want to get into TV and like stuff like that. And I feel like there's things that you can do that it would be nice to kind of like let that run over there. If you have a major label, you can kind of go, all right, the music kind of is over there and like separate yourself from other bits and pieces and and kind of, you know, if I want to be a presenter or whatever I want to do, I think the infrastructure thing could help me get bigger to then be able to do other opportunities that would be wicked. Um, in terms of like, would it help my music career? I'd probably not. I, I think I'm very shelfable. Like I think you've got to be honest as an artist and kind of know what would happen if you if you got signed to a label. I think that, 90% I'd, I'd probably get shelved um, which would be sh- terrible um, <laughs> so realistically <laughs> probably not but yeah like, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to it if it, if it makes sense do you want to be famous? why? why? well yeah do I want to be yeah. famous? yeah uh, n- that's a really good question I'm, I'm not going to obviously I'm not going to do a Tom and, and say no and then next week be like yes <laughs> Yes, Barney does. <laughs> and then come back and be like, oh, I was wrong. So I want to be, I want to be honest. Um, do I, so, I want to be famous? Uh, I don't want to be like hounded. Fam, that's a yes. That is a yes. <laughs> that's a yes. That's a yes. No, cool. I'm thinking All of right, like... Good to know. Okay, next question. Tom, what do you take? <laughs> No, but like, so like, I would love to be like a childish Gambino um, and like do films so, yes. and like do like acting and do write scripts and do presenting and then do music. That's my, that's like my dream. So technically, is that wanting to be famous? Or is that wanting to do multiple things successfully? Be successful in multiple Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah but Ch- Childish Gambino is very famous. No, I He's know, a very successful saying, fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, it's mad, it's mad. <laughs> I know, but like, I don't want to be Kim Kardashian. Oh, but they're famous for doing nothing. Like. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be famous for just for the sake yeah. of being famous. I'd love to be successful in arenas that I want to... This is a bit mad. Everyone's looking at me mad. I, I'm getting angry. <laughs> I'm getting angry on Zoom, bro. <laughs> arenas, Childish Cambino. Everyone's getting me mad, bro. I'm getting angry. <laughs> no, oh, but man. yeah. That's the, he's like something I look at and go, oh, that is sick. Like That would be so sick to be able to like write a TV show. And act yeah. it and then like be able to host mm. something great. So yeah. I suppose the answer is yes, yeah. You happy? You happy everyone? <laughs> <laughs> is that it? <laughs> fucking crap. Let's talk about this podcast. The pod- isn't isn't Ben getting into acting? I th- he started in acting to be fair. He was That's an actor. Yeah, he, he, started, he was an actor, wasn't yeah, he? He started, he started acting. Yeah, he started acting, so yeah. I can see him popping up in some TV shows. Yeah, probably. Definitely. He's he's started directing now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. His brother. Shout out to Ryan as well. Yeah. His little brother, yeah. um, get me. Coyle Lana Brothers. Out here, repping. Um, guys, so I've got a story. So I've been doing this mixtape. I've been recording the mixtape for um, for the last week. I think I've told you to talk about it on the podcast before. Um, and it's going really well. Um, I'm making some of the best music I think I've ever made, which is nuts. And I'm realising the amount of freedom that you have 
So I'd, I would encourage anyone that's listening to this, if you're into music, buy a mic. Just buy a mic, get Logic. I can't lie, I downloaded it illegally. This is pretty bad. I hope they don't. I didn't know you could do that. Shh. I'm going to do a Tom and say, shh. Tax right off, mate. Tax right off. You're going to get hunted down, man. You're going to get that taken away from you. Guys, I'm knocking the door to take it, take my back away. But yeah, like, it's been so, I think, it's been so. What mic have you got? Just a not like a road, a road mic. Roadman mic. It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like there's something so freeing about um, about being able to record yourself and like get ideas down at random. The bad, bad thing is my sleeping pattern is like absolutely destroyed. My, my sleeping is, I'm pretty much Alpha. Me and Alpha are the same person at the moment. I'm joking. That's not the case. I, I, I don't are, you, are you waking up your mum <laughs> rapping in the middle of the night recording stuff <laughs> <laughs> on the top floor? <laughs> no, I, hopefully not. Um, well, she, she, she hasn't said anything, um, but yeah, like um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's been it's been wicked, um, but yeah, my sleeping pattern is terrible. Anyway, so that's that's sick, man. So that, uh, it's, I'm Wait. dropping a mixtape on Friday, actually. If anyone listening to this, um, uh, you got a name for it? Yeah, so the mixtape's called Lo Fi Lockdown. Um, sick. And it's about uh, basically yeah, like Lo Fi beats, Lo Fi instrumentals, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's kind of just kind of taken a life on it, of its own, and I've got features on it as well. So I've got a feature with Manic, I've got a feature with Emma V, my friend Governor B, um, and I've got a song with Lexa Moore um, and Ghost Poet, and I've got a song with John Baker as well. But yeah, um, and so I've got Sick, a song man, you got a song with Ghost Poet. Bro, so Crazy. Imagine, yeah. So like Ghost Poet, for anybody who doesn't know, Ghost Poet is like my like my hero, yeah, um, like one of my biggest like influences. So he shouted me to jump on the mixtape. I played some songs on Instagram Live and he was like, yo, I want to jump on one. And on that one, I was like, sick. So I'm like, okay, sick. So I've sent him over the tune and like he's like worked on it and sent me back a verse. And like, <laughs> because I've never done engineering before, I didn't realise that this is a possibility, but he sent, so he sent me the, so when you send stems over a vocal, so a stem is basically just a dry, like your vocals dry to be able to be placed into a song like in a session file, anyone doesn't know. So usually when that, when you get stems, you get like it in place. So you'll get like a gap in like before the vocal comes in that you can literally just slot the whole file into a, a session and then so you know exactly where they want it. Um, or you send over a reference as well of the song so they know where they, where you, they want you to put the, the vocal. Yeah. Yeah. So Ghost didn't send either though. He just sent the vocal <laughs> just straight, just just straight there, like just on the one. Just sent his vocal, yeah. Like free poetry. Just like just like poetry, just <laughs> like spoken word, yeah. So I'm there like, oh shit, like my hero just sent me a verse, but I don't know where the fuck it goes. Like, I don't know where it goes. Like, where do I put it, yeah? So now oh, so were you worried even before you Yes. Okay, okay. I had no clue what was going on. I was just like, oh, where does it go, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So like I've, I've worked it out now. I've managed to work out where it goes. I've like edited it. I'm like, oh, like plugins. Yeah, man knows about plugins now. I've been doing this for a week now. I'm, I'm fucking Russell, whatever his name is, Alvado, whatever his name is. I'm the guy like now. This is, I'm putting reverb here. I'm taking a beat away here. I'm chopping this and whatever. So I send him over the tune, yeah. And he just sends me a message just being like, yeah, this is, Bad, like this is the wrong 
you put it in the wrong place. He's like, yeah. Oh, you put it on, like the wrong beat. He's like, yeah, you put it in the wrong place. Like this is this isn't this isn't the one. Yeah. So like my heart is like in my foot. Yeah. My heart has sank to like my knees because like imagine. Imagine well, you've done a sh- hate that, bruv. I'm bruv. I'm hate. Imagine if you've done a, sh- a tune with like Matt Corby, Jordan, and then he's like, like you spent time on it, like working on it, and then Matt Corby's just like, <laughs> yeah, Jordan, you've absolutely just like butchered it, like okay. you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So anyway, like I, t- I call, I speak, speak to Alpha. Alpha's like, okay, cool. I like, just move it into place. So I move it back. He sends me a reference. I move it back, and then just now before the podcast. So I sent I sent another version of that song again after I edited it, whatever. He's called me back just before the podcast and had to talk me through what he wanted the song to sound like and like Shit. move it around. But I was laughing about it, but I'm just like, that was like nerve wracking. But how are you meant to know where he wants to put it? If that, you exactly. Just send it to no, you? like, yeah, I, th- I think he, nah, yeah, it was a bit mad. Um, but I suppose if you just assume, because you go, well, in his mind, it's like, well, it's obviously it goes there. Oh, um, right. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't obvious. You don't know if he's like anticipating the one or is he coming after Exactly, the one I'm like, is it going to be coming? like, is it off the. I was thinking, right, this, this verse is a little bit avant garde, like it's a bit free flowing this verse, but I'm like, let's roll with it. Do you know what I'm saying? This is a, this is a thing, get me? So, um, but yeah, so shout out to them, man. Right, yeah. Sick. How does, that, how does that feel? So, having, you know, Ghost Poet as a um, feature, mm. it's almost like a full circle thing. So, having yeah, someone really. you've listened to, it was similar to Tom um, being on stage with John Mayer. Yeah, yeah, um, very similar. But you're uh, producing for Ghost Poet. Yeah, which is mad. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. But I'm saying, how does that feel, the whole... When it's almost like your life comes full circle. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like... You know, oh, what, I, yeah. you know what I find, Alpha, yeah? I don't know if Tom agrees with it, yeah? Obviously, it's mad, but you kind of also go into game mode. It's just like, because you've been doing this for a while, you kind of go, oh, like, I know what I'm doing. You know what you're doing. You're nervous, but you kind of go... Yeah. I know what I'm doing though. Like yeah, I've, I've done this for a, there's a reason why John Mayer's on stage with Tom. There's a reason why Ghost has asked me to do a, a tune. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that there we have I think what I'm kinda of coming to terms with is like the idea of like I'm now a professional. Oh shit, I haven't mentioned it on the podcast yet, have I? Oh, so I've um I work a part time job um in a shop, um, in a jean shop called Edwin. I can say it now. Um, um <laughs> And yeah, like I lost my job, like because it's COVID, they've shut the shop down, so I no longer have have a job in retail anymore. So I'm a full time musician. I'm full time musician. I have no other. This is it for me. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Obviously, it's weird circumstances. Um, yeah, it's like bittersweet. Yeah, but like that, I'm saying that to say, I feel like <clears throat> we've been doing this for years now. We've been making music, guys, for like ages so we're technically like seasoned in it we've done our 10,000 hours so I kind of feel like yeah it's amazing to be like on a tune with my my idol and I'm still like <laughs> Jordan's like oh, no I'm on a tune with my idol but at the same time I, I kind of had to like go no but I know what I'm doing if that makes sense Tom do you agree yeah man I agree I know what you mean about get getting into game zone like like when, uh, obviously I was so nervous to meet John Mayer, like hero of mine, uh, this and that. And then, you know, as soon as we start playing and I'm playing guitar and he's playing guitar, you just forget. And it's like, and and it's just, it's a new um, relationship. It's just the music. It's just the music. Do you know what I mean? The music relaxes you. It's not, it's not, 
You forget he's John Mayer. It's just like another musician kind of thing. Well, it must be the same. Alpha, so, like, was it the same thing when you had a session with um, Black Milk, Alpha? So, um, with the Black Milk thing, I don't know. I don't get... I don't get, like, any sort of... Um, nerves when it comes to celebs and stuff like that. It's like I, I, I more get nerves from new people in general. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Just because of the way I am. So I don't have that difference when it comes to... But after the session, yeah. you know, I, I, re I reflected, I thought about it. I was like, you know what, that was sick. Someone I was listening to, you know, 2010. Someone that's been in my... On loop in my headphones yeah, man. Uh, on my journeys. Do you know what I mean? Someone that's been a part of my life even though they don't know that their music's been a huge part of my life, whether it's me doing things or just the music has accompanied me, do you know what I mean? And to be sitting with them, um, at the time, I just, it just felt like a session and it felt like me, I was talking to someone that was cool, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But afterwards, it's only after that I'm sort of reflecting like, oh man, that actually meant a lot to me. That was probably one of the most important moments of my whole year, probably, do you know what I mean? Um, but I don't get like, I don't know, shivers or anything like that, because people are just, I don't know, just talking to them anyway. I guess when you talk to people, you break that yeah. God status wall down and they're like, oh, this is a human being. This person's cool, man. They're just, we're just talking. We will have problems. We will have like things we yeah. we're happy with. Do you know what I mean? So I feel that's interesting. It's funny. When you're, when you're obsessed with a musician or something, you have this idea of them and then you meet them and then you actually sort of meet them and you, and you, you actually meet them. But you still have these two separate kind of entities of, of what you thought of them and then their, their social media presence or whatever and them. And then sometimes they merge together. I, I, I hate it when it's like, a, I hate it when it's like you're disappointed. Have you ever had a, oh, that's what, the I whole definitely. thing about don't meet your, what is, what is the thing? Don't, don't meet your idols. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah, don't meet I've your never heroes. had that. Yeah. Um, Jordan, Jordan's got uh, his hand up. Jordan, have you ever met? You don't have to say any names if you don't want to say any names. I'm not going to no, say any names. Rat them out, come on. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names. Rat them out. Basically, I'm very long story short. Yeah. I'm not going to say this name because I'm hoping this... Basically, this, this name came to me to work with this legendary name. I'm talking possibly the most influential artist of the, 21st cent of the 20th century. Yeah in a specific genre of music. I agree. And there was a guy that came to me who is doing something on that legendary <laughs> artist. Um, and so I I've, I've go to a place somewhere in the world to work with this person. This is so bait. Go on. It's not. It's Alpha Sharp, man. He's going to say the story. Alpha, <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin the story. Sorry, Jordan. I, 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 go to, um, I go to this place to uh, work with the person. Yeah. And I get to the studio... I'm there like on time and person is um, 45 minutes late, but I'm like, it's cool. I'm chatting to their engineer. I'm like, I'm so excited to be there. I've like gone out like three days early because of this opportunity to be in this writing session and production session with this legendary. <laughs> uh, and uh, I get there. Honestly, this person rocks up. Well, actually on the side note, there's a guy in the corner of the room with headphones making beats on his laptop. Literally didn't say a word to me for an hour. I walk in the room like, oh, hey, everyone, I'm here for the session with Person X. And they're like, cool, man, you just wait. He's going to be here soon. Uh, the guy like had his headphones in the corner of the room. Turns out he was like the ghost. It's a thing in America, but he's the ghost drum programmer for Matt. Um, 
And he it was insane, the shit he was coming up with just with his laptop. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy's like off. What's that? Sorry, what's a ghost? Sorry, just to, what's Wait, a ghost? That's mad. Yeah. Ghost yeah, what's drum a ghost? program. What's a ghost? Wow. Well, Can you explain it for people? It's the thing. He, he he did all of the drums on the last album, but get was given money to not get a credit. Okay. But he's the he's like the guy in the scene. Obviously, maybe I've revealed the location. But <laughs> he's, the, he's the guy in the scene yeah. where like he people come to him for like a. A hi-hat pattern, that's what they were telling me. Yeah. Like, he's got amazing feel and all that stuff. Um, insane. I've got to say, easily the best drums I've heard yeah. from, from, like, hip-hop. So, like, so I get in the session. The guy comes an hour late. Then out of nowhere, like, six people come, all of who don't know each other. They're just there to hang out. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Sorry, slow this down. What you, you mean? <laughs> at like, the same time. So there was, like... Someone that came, who I turned out to be famous, I did recognize him, but he was he's part of the Chicago hip-hop scene. He's one of the rappers in that scene. He came in the room. I was like, oh, I recognize that guy. But I was like, hey, man, I'm here. Are we? I didn't expect you. I thought this was a session. Because in UK, I have sessions, and like people get, you talk, have a coffee, and then you're like, boom, you're into working. You're like working straight away. This is like someone's an hour late. Then it's a two-hour chat about shit, a random shit. So wait, so, sorry, so after Jordan, is, are the six people come in with the guy that you had a session with? No, so the guy is there. Then they then there's a buzzer at the door like, oh, someone's here. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool. I told him to come down. And I'm like, hold on. I was sort of like one of those girls, like, I thought this is my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like 20 minutes later, someone comes with like two bottles of wine, like, oh, yeah, what's going on? I'm, and then anyway, six people come, random string arranger from like New York was there. People just passing through. It ended up being like an entourage of like 12 people in this massive American studio control room. So anyway. By the way, we, we, we know you're in America now, by the way, everybody. I just wanted to clarify. No, no, I'm in American, American control room. Anyway, so this person then, so he was an hour late. He then talks for two hours with everyone, including me, but I was like shy and this because everyone's like very American, like yeah. outspoken. Um, then they all like go in the lounge of the studio and start just drinking the wine. And I'm like, and um, I'm like, what the fuck? So the engineer, when, when he left, his engineer was like, I think he is expecting you to make something now. And I was like, uh, okay, and you, had so you, you hadn't communicated this with him. No, nothing was said. Nothing. He so, didn't even so acknowledge weird. me, basically, in person. So he told, he told He told them, like, oh, man, this motherfucking white boy is crazy. Um, as in <laughs> me, he's telling his mates. And he was just like, this guy's crazy. And then, then like, didn't even, like, say what's going on, Jordan. Um, so he left the room with, like, five of these people. They were drinking the wine in the lounge room. And then, um, then the d- guy, like, had recorded, like, six of the beats, like, the drum loops onto the computer... And I just like, I was like, cool, can I use that beat? What's the BPM? I'll like try and make a song. So I made this like whole song in like 40 minutes. Like I played the synth, did like a synth bass line, was like channeling my like, I don't know. Oh God. Just... <laughs> oh, Jordan. Man, so I like made this beat and the engineer was like, this is fucking crazy. So I got on the piano, I recorded piano. I was like doing synth bass lines. I was like, chop that there, put that there. And then he, and then he walked back in with all the other people and basically like heard what I'd done in 40 minutes. And like, he lost his mind. Everyone like lost their mind. And then they're like, this motherfucker, shit. And then they like, <laughs> 
and then it turned into like like a session where like they were layering over what I'd done. This insane. This guy called um Alpha might know him. Um, came recorded some sax. He just rocked yeah. up. Oh yeah, I fucking lay over this shit. And the producer was like, um, yeah, but you know, I want I want you to only play out. Like, we'll just play fucking out. Go crazy over this shit. Like, we we breaking moles out here, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, okay. What the fuck? <laughs> Instantly, I was thinking, man, this is, this is how they work. I, I, I hated it so much. I thought the beat was shit, and they all loved it. Um, and then they laid over it. And so, what are you doing at this time when they're like yelling and like? But I'm guessing they're like like bouncing their heads on like being. Are you just like just sitting down or like what are you doing? I'm just like, I I couldn't believe. I just couldn't believe <laughs> if that if that's the way it works in America. Basically, we've established it's America. If that's the way it works in America, like I can't, it's not really a collaborative experience. It's more like you do this, I'll come back. I sort of felt like it was a test. Mm. Like, let's see what this guy can do. Let's test him. And I, maybe I pass a test, but um, it was fucking insane. But anyway, I met, I met someone who I expected to possibly be the best beat maker in the world. And I was severely underwhelmed by their input. You know that reminds me of that reminds me of a um uh, a Miles Davis um story. I can't remember. So so okay, he was like interviewing for a new um, piano player, and everyone like came to his studio, and um, basically he walked out and let everyone play, mm. and the guy you know guy on keys was like, you know I thought this was my audition. Where's he gone? Do you know what I mean? So they were playing for like ages, basically. So he basically played just with him, bass and drums for the whole time. And Miles Davis was out of the room. He didn't know where he was. And he came specifically for an audition for Miles Davis's band. And um, yeah, so he did the walkout thing. And that just reminded me of um, the guy walk, just walking out and then not saying anything to you. I think that's weird, man. So how did it end? How did the Miles? How, how did it so end the Miles the Davis story ended um, with Miles Davis being in the other room watching what was going on in that room, but nobody knew basically. Do you know what I mean? I can tell you that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Some I know. weird sort of test or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like a test mm, of like some weird test. Like how do you behave when? Yeah, it's just weird. But, um, but how did you get to that level? Yeah. Was watching. How did you get to that level of being a dick like that? I, I, I'm like, what? I don't think I could be that famous, yeah, yeah, as famous as ever. Um, accredited work and stuff, and be that much of a dick in terms of what I realized is, is some everyone has sessions in different ways, and like a lot of feel like a lot of American guys will have sessions and invite mates and stuff, and it's like a big hang, and then. And that's the environment where they make music. Like, I know Anderson Pack makes his records and it's like a party in the studio. Whereas, like, I just... Personally, I, I just have to get on with it and I kind of... Some, sometimes I need to be by myself. I just I need to grind and focus. I, I some people I just don't work anything, like that. I couldn't think of anything worse than having somebody, like, putting in my face, being like, yeah, man, that shit fire, man. I can't think of anything... Because when I'm writing or when I'm making music, I'm being vulnerable. I'm, I'm here, like, it's an intimate creation i don't i don't know if i could ever do it we we can't um it's not we can't put it down to just americans because i even remember when i was like maybe 15 maybe 14 15 and it was like everyone was making grime and stuff like that Ah. the way we used to record tunes 
It wasn't like an intimate thing in your that's, bed. That's like, it used to be 10 guys in one room. There was a lot of <laughs> drinks. There was a lot of, like, you used to just go through. Sometimes you just, you may be right when you're there. You maybe have something when you're there and you just jump in the booth for your 16. But the whole yeah. thing that's was less about the tune. It's about hanging and out. more about... It's about the hang, yeah. And it was like... Yeah, yeah, and, and, so I, I, and they used to do a thing called rhythms, right? So basically everyone would just rap on the same beat. Like back to back, no chorus, just kind of like back to back, back to back, back to back, and you just like, yeah, it'll be you and your friends in like the smallest room, like, <laughs> like, and to be fair, yeah, so I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a worldwide sort of thing. It's just another, it's a different way, man. It's a different way. It's a different way. He did I, I can't say, work like that. In the session, he did say producer X did say like he likes because he's like, I mean, he said it. He didn't say this arrogantly, but basically, long story short, he said like. I know I'm so good. I like to perform production in front of people to on the spot to show them how good I am in real life. What a dickhead. He, mm. he was like, I need to show these people that I'm not phony, basically. What a dickhead. And I was yeah, that's like, a I made thing. Beat. You did nothing. You fucking motherfucker. Jordan. 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 Now listen to like, have you listened to like, that guy's music or production that he's done since being in that studio session? And has it and has it changed in terms of quality for you? It's it's um, I know exactly how those songs are made, and it it, it had very little to do with his skill set. I hear that. I, so I, I'll say that song. in the most vague po- way yeah, possible. Please, but yeah, the record that this guy produced, um, I, I won't say the record, yeah. but I know for sure he didn't come. He didn't make that record. He he probably just he didn't, knew people. He, he probably knew people to, to play on it. And he like, used people's skill set. He was a great collector of skill sets to yeah. make the sound that it became. But like he didn't like you know Kanye made the, that Jay Z album. Like Kanye yeah. actually made that album. Yeah. I think I, I don't actually know that, but I feel yeah. like he did. I will say that um, it it was it's extremely disappointing being like the potential of this. Long story short, this really legendary artist yeah. um, heard one of my songs yeah. through Producer X yeah. and um, was like so blown away by it that he made a, bespe- a bespoke tune yeah. inspired by my song, Talk To Me. Um, he was like, oh, okay, we need that like Afro-Cuban drum beat with these piano chord changes, blah, blah, with like a different bass line with like all this sort of thing. And then they made a song for me. The band lineup was insane. I won't say it, not to give any clues away, but like the band members alone were insane. And then I, they sent the song to me. I recorded on it straight away. Like they said they loved it. And that was two years ago. Like, and I don't know, but, but the album is being, ah, oh, this is just no. Um, but basically, I'll give it away. Has, has the album come out? But, no, the album's still not come out yet, so I don't know if I'm selected or not. But they did say they loved it, and it like shaped the way they're making the rest of the album. So it's hard so they're to just, know. They're, they're just jacking. Whoa. So no, wait, are you like, featuring on it? I'm featuring on it, but I don't know if I'm going to make the final cut because right. they haven't even released the album yet. What's oh, your, right, what's right. your as guys as producers? Yeah, have you guys had any bad experiences with like having like having great sessions with people? I'm not a producer, so but having like a great session with somebody, their song's amazing, you think it's groundbreaking, and then it, does, it doesn't make the cut for the album. Like, have, how does that feel like in terms of like production and stuff, and like not making out like making a record with somebody and it doesn't come out, even though 
you think it's amazing? Yeah, yeah, I had that man. Are we? I don't know. Are we name dropping. Shoot <laughs> the beat. You can. I mean, you can. Name dropping. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a I had a good session with Liana Lahavis uh, about a year ago, and um, Lahavas, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, great session. Yeah. Did a nice, made a nice beat. Got some vocals down. Didn't make the album. Shit. Sad times. I thought it was great. Wow. <laughs> uh, could you possibly use it for your stuff? Was that yeah. ever on the table? No. No, no, it was, it was for her. Would you use it for your stuff? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have been that great for my stuff. No wonder she's not using it. It, <laughs> it, was, it, it was great. No, it, it really suited. I. She sounded amazing on it. Right. It wasn't for me. You know, I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm in a different place, but it, for her... She should have used it. <laughs> That's the story. That's the story. Like she should have used it. She should have used it. I've only ever had that um, production thing with with my own, like my own songs that I loved to do to make my own final album because of like all the members of every team didn't agree that it suited the album. Ooh, that's sad. That's 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 very not nice. sad. Very sad. But that's all I because I haven't produced much for many people. Well, and the stuff that I do produce, I guess, makes the album. Cheers, fire, baby! <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> damn, son! Alpha, Alpha what are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> I you... haven't had that. Um, well, I have had that. I've made projects that don't ever come out. Like it's 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 just part of making music. Um, as yeah, when it's good, you know, it's, it's it's disappointing that it don't come out. But a lot of the time, it's not in your hands. Um, but. I got a different problem when it comes to producing for other artists. It's when you make the initial idea with the artist and then it gets remade and remade and remade, sometimes with other producers and other musicians, and then it becomes unrecognisable to what you did mm. initially to the point. And you yourself, sometimes you might even forget, I've done things that I forgot I've done because yeah. it's been three years. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, this kind of sounds like something I... Then it's like, oh, you find out it's gone through two or three other producers yeah. to like mm. try and resurrect and, and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think um, yeah, I've got more of a problem with that because, you know, if you forget that you've done certain things, then the chance of you getting credited and stuff like that ain't happening. So I, I tend to work with artists a lot less now, but. Do you Definitely think my early years? Yeah. Do you think I did yeah, that a lot? Um, that you should, as an artist, like because <clears throat> I've had sessions with people and, and songs don't come out. Should I go and tell them? By the way, we're not using your, your song. Is that like etiquette? Yeah, you should. I think so. Fuck. But it's nothing wrong with an email rather than on, on a phone. Okay. Call. Yeah. All right. One of one of my biggest regrets is um, I had a session with John Legend and yeah. we made we made a nice sounding track. I was producing it and stuff. It was cool. And then. A few months go go by and he asked me to send him the produced track or something and and the logic file was bugging out basically it had gone out of sync or something and I, I could have paid more attention and tried to fix it but I just didn't do it and I never sent him the track and oh, now it's been like what? it's been like a year and a half that's the most stupid um, thing I've ever heard in my life what <laughs> I know I know and I just don't I wasn't I don't know man I just didn't send it to him basically what um Fuck, that's yeah. sick, though. So, John Legend. So, yeah. The so, I turned down John Legend, baby. <laughs> that's the story. 
that's cool. Um, on on, on, no, that, on cool. that note, should we get into um, uh, sound that we found? Song we found. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh we got to give the guy a shout out. Actually, give oh him a okay, shout what's his name? We, we gave him a shout out last time. No, he didn't. You didn't, because he messaged saying, "Can you give me a shout out this time?" <laughs> give him a shout. Give him a shout out. I like, give him loads of shout outs, then, mate. Fuck's sake, Barney. <laughs> People, by the way, someone someone was cussing the fact that saying that I speak I speak over everybody um, during, during the podcast. It's hard on the Zoom, man. Yeah, it's hard on on this on this application. Yeah, because of the Zoom, it's difficult to kind of like do that but I apologise to anyone that gets yeah. annoyed at my laughing and also me talking over people I just want to help everyone and contribute <laughs> yeah man Barney, Barney's the glue so yeah shout out to you shout out to you um, Alex McKenzie um, here's your shout out for creating the name um, A Sound We Found so let's get into the, today's uh, A Sound We Found Find a way. 
that was a track from an artist called Sarah Pink and the song was called The Rain. We went into that listen without vetting anything. We just chose a song at random. And I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised um, at how nice that was. It was she has an, <clears throat> an incredible voice. Mm. A stunning voice. Yeah. Beautiful voice. Very floaty, Sorry, kind of just float. The vibrato mm. is super nice. So, so Sarah... I was thinking of who that was. Who that's, it reminded me of like a singer. Um, I don't know if it was Leanne. I Leanne, think was I was thinking like, Leanne. I was thinking yeah, Leanne. same. But it's like um, Buckley or something. So there's a slow, slurring vibe. It was nice. Follow. Uh, yeah, I, I, no, it's not you, bro. <laughs> 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 I love that. Um, um, yeah. No, you know what though? Instrumentally, like that, the change from the A to A to B section reminded me of some of Alpha's stuff. It was it's yeah, a bit of Alpha actually. in there. Yeah. yeah. She's got that influence. Gee, Alpha. That's dope. Come on, baby. Um, you got that presence. Follow an Alpha. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yeah. It was they wicked. I wasn't. I wasn't too much of a fan of the drums at the beginning, though. For I don't know, they were a little bit. wasn't for me. But other, other than that, I think it was incredible. What didn't you like about the drums? I don't know. It didn't sound. I I preferred it with no drums at the beginning, and then mm. kind of it all comes in at once later on. I think I think sort her... of like a big cinematic orchestra. Yeah, I've, I've, I loved. I love. I think her voice is strong enough to carry it without any sort of that thing, and just kind of the pureness of her voice, and then kind of build it up. But yeah, yeah. Um, she's you. sick. I hear you. So she she's a, a keen trampolina. According <laughs> to her bio, she likes trampolining in her backyard. <laughs> And then she moved to Melbourne. Oh, so where's she from originally? Um, a rural, a rural town, I think it is. Oh, yeah. Sick. Shout out your rural town. Don't don't like say their name. You know what I'm saying like, pick mm. them up as well. Um, but yeah, w- wicked. Shout out to you, I was wicked. Uh, Sarah Pink. That Thank was you, dope. Sarah. There's something about trampolining that it kind of it looks easier than it actually is. I'm guessing. I'm guessing I won't be able to like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do I'd love to see you on a trampoline, Alpha. I'd pay to see you on a trampoline, I'd also pay money, Alpha, to see you on a trampoline. One of your I'll, videos, yeah. you've got to get on a trampoline, man. That's a good idea for videos. There's would, a lot of things that just look like, ah, oh, I could probably do that, but you, you, you definitely can't. Like, can anyone jump into, like, two skipping ropes? No Can way. anyone do that? No. no. Like, double dutch? No way. Yeah, that like double dutch. I can dutch do that. Thing. You can do oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I can do that. Can you? Yeah, I can do. To no, be fair, do you can you can do a Rubik's cube in like five seconds, so yeah. you can sit down. <laughs> we've, we've, all, we've, we've all seen it. Uh, doesn't let that one die, has he? Oh yeah, was that was that um, was that recent vid in reverse, Jordan? No, it's real. Yeah. Okay, cool. I saw I saw I saw a couple comments doubting the prowess. Oh, the haters. Nah, they just haters, man. Or was it reverse? They, they, they only listen to they only listen to selfish and at the baseline. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. Don't doubt the king. Don't doubt the king. <laughs> Never doubt the king, baby. Um, all right, cool. So should we get into the music session? Yeah. All right, you want yeah. to go first? I'll go first. All right, wicked. Let's do it. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that was a band called Corangabin, and they're like a trio from Texas, and that song was called Time, You and I. And this is the first kind of like uh, disco joint they've done. They normally do kind of more like slow jams and Motown kind of vibe. But I love the... um, I love their arrangements and, and their, uh, you need to see them live for them to come into their own. They're amazing live. Um, and, and the way they record stuff. I like, I like the sounds of the, the drum sonics and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was wicked. It was bare long though. It was bare long. I agree with you. It was I agree bare with you. long. Bro. For me, this track, um, goes somewhere, but doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Three minutes. Like I love the, I love the hook and the, yeah. Three minutes would have been I'm more, with you, than, man. more than enough. It was very long, um, and I was like, "But it's 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 for oh. DJs, isn't it? It's 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 like yeah, people be playing this out." Yeah, Kiranga Bin are like like are, are are sick. I think they've um I think in terms of their sounds kind of become quite ingrained and embedded with a lot of new music coming out. Anyway, I kind of feel like it's 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 like a very popular sound. That like it's a, they're a cool band to listen to. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, and if they take their kind of like aesthetics quite seriously I know they have like they, they, don't like two of them have like the same haircut and stuff like on stage and stuff like they, it's like a performance and they're like their, yeah, their whole wigs. thing is like a bit of a, yeah their wigs and stuff like a performance yeah, art yeah. piece and so I feel like what's good about them is that they're going to be someone that people kind of reference as inspirations and kind of things moving forward which is, a, which is always a good thing as an artist you kind of want that and yeah they're getting bigger so I liked it I think this is. I think that, that was sick, man. Is that the? That's maybe. I don't listen to much, uh, but is that the first time there's been singing on there from the? Um, or or do they sing normally? They've got us. They've only got minimal other tunes. They got like two or three more tunes for singing, okay. but yeah. it's usually instrumental. I think it's a lot of like ooze well. and stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot, man. There's um, uh, another thing about this track is obviously live there guitar, bass, and drums, but I heard so many like other elements in the track do you know what i'm saying um so yeah. i know oh someone was saying one of you was saying that they think about making tunes in terms of how they'd perform it live and Jordan. yeah yeah and i think this is a good sort of example of just trying to make a good song yeah. and then sort of worrying yeah, that's about yeah. how you're gonna deal with that live when you come down to it because they're just a trio do you know what i mean they they haven't got that that added percussion and and um, the added simps uh, because someone's gonna have to, yeah, they're gonna have to figure. You that know out. what they they do actually they've got an extended band now actually they have, they have percussion oh. and a keys player. Oh, is it now on their touring band? Oh right, um, well I take back everything. <laughs> but they never used to. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Okay, yeah, good tune, man. Jordan. Tom takes his. Oh yeah, nice. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> not not um. What are you gonna not? say? Threatening, not threatening in any sense. I was going to say Tom takes the win this week oh, no. with the selection. Yeah, he cheated, he cheated man. Um, no, to be it. fair, that's like that, that's like playing pit to pimp a butterfly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I might as well just play <laughs> fucking no, these walls. I might as well play these walls by Kendrick Lamar. Do you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, sick. It's it's nice. It's weird how they have it. Like, you know, I guess that's changed tempo wise. That song's changed, but. Over the last three out, I think they got three albums now. Like they haven't really changed um, yeah. their sound. In a, you know in what? Way, that's way. that's partly what I love about them. They're so cohesive. Every mm. yeah, like every Karangabin track is Karangabin. Like like yeah, man. They, I know what you mean. They don't really evolve too much from album to album. Mm. But I like that. It's, yeah, um, we, we talked about that last week about like, do you want an artist to change? 
they're like they're delivering you what we all want for the person people that fell in love with them they're getting the same product maybe just slightly different each time so their fans are probably happy um but i wonder for that rare amount of people that are like oh we want to hear you like maybe a bit more electronic oh, i don't know mm. i don't well, know this is the first time it's the first time they've done disco yeah that's what i'm saying it's, 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 yeah, this, this, this sounds new um but yeah i, th- I do think you, it's important to evolve and change as an artist like when mm. you see fit because i think people can say that they want you to say the same but they don't really want you to stay the same because they, they, you staying the same, you'll never be able to recreate that first song that they heard from you. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you just make the same music yeah. and then make a song that's very similar, they'll be like, well, that's just not a, an, an, as, a not as good version of the other song that you've made years ago. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why I think it's really important to make new, new shit. But then again, with Karangu, yeah. I'd argue that you can put all their albums on in shuffle mode and you'd be yeah, relatively happy. That's Do you true. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wouldn't yeah, be yeah, yeah. angrier. You know, I, I guess I'm not as um, deep a fan, I guess, as um, you're talking about more an avid fan, right, of, of Karan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm talking about the ones that would be like, don't change. Like, don't please don't change. Please don't change. We want you to stay the same. Them kind of fans that are like fan fans. Yeah, yeah. I think people, I think a lot of fans say that because um, it's more so saying don't yeah. change because... Um, I don't want to go shit and I not, me not like the new music that you make. I want it to kind of always be something that I always and stuff. So I do think it's like, yeah, important. Yeah. So yeah, cool. All right. Um, I'll go next. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, 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 dripping from a grin Jig away the sin 
toast of burning times This Merlot taste divine Yeah, yeah, but drunken power plays So much on the line Emerging from the sea Embrace it from behind Embrace it from behind Yeah, we hold the keys We turning these lots together You hold the dust, we so long I stick to shadows forever She said, two for the moon, honey But there's no light inside And that was Ghost Poet with Nowhere to Hide now from his new album, I Grow Tired, But Dare Not Fall Asleep. Um, Ghost Poet, as I've probably heard earlier, is like one of my heroes. Um, also, his music has kind of definitely changed um, album to album. Um, <clears throat> and so this is definitely more rock inspired, I suppose. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Crazy. I liked it a lot. I liked the colour. Reminded me a bit of Invisible. Do you know The Invisible? Yeah. No. Oh, as in like... Um, David Kuhlman. David Kuhlman. Yeah, David Kuhlman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of like their second album. Like dark, you know, moody. But I liked it. I don't know. I need to get into Ghost Poet. I think you'll read like the new album. But yeah. I had no I idea. He sounded like that, man. I, I yeah. wasn't expecting that kind of production and stuff. For some reason, yeah. I, I, was, I was just expecting... Hip-hop. Boom bat, baby. Yeah, boom, boom bat. I don't know, man. <laughs> the, yeah. To be honest, he, he hates, like, he hates being called a rapper. Really? Which is, I always find really interested, but yeah. He, what, like, what, was, like, was he like being called? Ghost An artist. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does like being called Ghost Poet as well. He does like being called Ghost Poet as well, Tom. Uh, but yeah, he's like actively, like, I'm not a rapper. Um, I think it's that kind of whole idea that kind of Tyler Creator was saying about just because I'm black doesn't mean I make hip hop, um, and I think with him he's always kind of been put in the box of being made hip hop. Yeah. Even when his albums aren't hip, that's not hip hop in the slightest. Yeah, man. Um, it's more so just yeah. that rap is normally has a, has links to hip hop. What do you mean? I I just mean that rap is normally linked to hip hop. Oh yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. People but say, I think you know. No, but I'm saying because usually though, as in if you're black and you make music, a lot of the time they'll either say your soul hip-hop yeah that kind of thing Reg- r&b regardless of the music you're actually making mm. do you get what i'm yeah. saying so yeah. the point is is that like he's that that album is not a hip-hop album in the slightest he's not yeah. a hip-hop artist in the slightest but they'll still call him a hip-hop artist because right. he's black right, right um that's the only basis of why they call him a hip-hop artist right right um, but but yeah but uh, alpha what do you think yeah yeah um i know i know, I've, I know you're not a rock heavy done no 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 that 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 was that was cool man it was like I don't know, man. I get sort of vivid imagery when I listen to music. This is sort of like running mm. someone down and stabbing them up. and Like, this sort of music is like... <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's got that sort of yeah. vibe to it. Um, I could definitely see it in uh, programmes. Let me not relate it to life. Let me relate it to programmes where mm. it's like... Yeah. You'd see, like, yeah, certain scenes. Like, it's got good imagery, I feel, this, um, this mm. song. And, um, he, he, yeah. does, he does very well. He, he does very well with syncs, like... Ghost Poet does incredibly well of like getting his music on like TV. Yeah, shows I could definitely stuff. hear really that, man. I could definitely hear Seeing that. Seeing Ozark. Yes. Yeah, I haven't I seen that. Ozark. So. Ozark's fuck. Side note, Ozark is so good, but yeah. Really? Okay, so I'll give it a go. So good. Okay. 
All right, cool. I need to give that a go. Is it a Breaking Bad or? Better than Breaking Bad. Tom. Oh, no, no way. I'm leaving. No way. Give, no it way. give it a chance. Is it, is it better no than John Wick, Tom. Tom? Yeah, did you watch, did you watch John Wick? I haven't watched John Wick. Yeah. No, sorry, guys. <laughs> 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 I haven't. Let down the fan base. You let us all down, mate. Um, nah, fair enough. All right. Yeah, shout out to Ghostbird. Right, cool. Man. Shout out to Ghostbird every mm. time. Uh, thanks for helping me with the uh, mix of that song. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a song to play. Go for it, my brother. Betty came by on the way. Said she had a word to say about things today. Said she hadn't heard the news Hadn't had the time to choose Way to lose But she believes Gonna see the river man Gonna tell him all I Tells me all he knows About the way his river flows And all night shows In summertime Said she prayed today for the sky to blow away, or maybe stay. She wasn't sure. For when she thought of summer rain, calling for her mind again. Lost the pain Stay for now Gonna see the river man Gonna tell him all I can About the band If he tells me all he knows About the way his river flows I 
song by Nick Drake, the legendary Nick Drake, called Riverman, and I really liked it. That was a sick tune. Um, I really liked the... Um, it's sort of a strange thing to put together, man, like, it's, um, it's almost like an, if you take away the strings, sort of an ordinary folk tune. Well, it's not ordinary, like it's in five, which is sick, but um, I'm just talking about the texture, like it's almost like it's got it's been accompanied by like almost this orchestral I don't know how many strings were involved to be honest. It could have been a quartet, it might but it sounded like more. Um mm. but um yeah, just those two things I wouldn't normally put in the same situation. Do you know what I mean? Like lush strings mm-hmm. and then like Yeah folk like I would put like quartet strings and stuff, but not like like so those strings were pretty thick, do you know what I mean? Like I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, full orchestra. Um but yeah, I really liked that sort of um yeah, I really like the texture, man. Um yeah, sick Same. Yeah, man. I like the texture yeah. as well. I love uh that's quite inspiring just hearing strings with, with, with guitar and vocals and stuff. That's something I I'd 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 be inspired to try and do. Um and the way yeah. the way it grows, you know, it starts with just guitar vocals and they come in. Um, yeah, it was cool. It's quite relaxing. Yeah, it was wicked. Really relaxing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Wicked. yeah. Like just yeah, just like a real nice painting of a picture. I think that that was what was really really nice about it. It's just like mm. yeah, it felt like you're by the river. No pun intended. Um, yeah, shout out to man like Nick Drake. Is, 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 is he Drake's brother? I think he might be his cousin. <laughs> terrible joke. Awful uh, joke. What a joke. bad... What a, what a terrible just read, joke. He died at... Um, he died when he was Follow 26, Nick Drake. Oh, research mad. died a, yeah. a, Potentially a suicide. Not not sure. Um, it's not a joke no more, is it? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh. Man, it's crazy because I discovered him really late through, like, digging into... Um, digging into like Jeff Buckley's inspirations and like I can hear I can hear Buckley in that shit you can hear the, the influence yeah this Buck- album's Jeff from Buckley 1969 in it like just I'm just looking on the Spotify so yeah that's way way that he definitely was the inspiration there man 100% oh yeah 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 definitely but yeah okay he cool. was a fra- fragile genius says the independent Anyway, Tom's doing his research. We've got, we've got, oh, half the press. 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 Half the the press. Half 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 the 
Okay, so that was a tune by um, Rafiq Batia. Um, the tune's called The tune's called Before Our Eyes. It's off of an album he released in 2018 called Breaking English. Um, yeah, I really like that tune. I I probably I'll get your thoughts first though. What do you guys think? I thought it was sick. Yeah, I am. Um, it, was, it was sick. I I don't know how I've heard. I think I've heard his, him produce some other people. Um, but he, he, I heard his latest EP, but I hadn't heard any of that shit. It's crazy. I'm angry. I was mad. I love the dissonance in the, in the strings and then it kind of going like a little bit flat or a bit sharp and then coming, coming into tune. Um, yeah, man, crazy. Crazy, like some Bollywood vibe strings and then comes in with Like a lot of it is like Indian classical sort of, like Indian, not even Indian classical, sorry, Indian violin, basically. The, the... Violin player, um, I don't want to butcher her name, so, yeah. uh, but I could get it up, uh, but off memory, I don't want to butcher her name, yeah. but yeah, definitely. Um, it was, yeah, definitely. it was nuts, like, I think, yeah, the, 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 um, the sections and how it kind of built up to this kind of, like, just sense of chaos, but, like, controlled chaos, yeah. but, like, good chaos, I don't know how to explain it, but, yeah, like, it was, like, just so much happening, like, it just felt like a really busy street, um, but, like, in a, in a most beautiful way. So yeah, it was, it was wicked. He's sick. Yeah, How old is he? I love. Um, I don't know actually. I love what happened. Like basically halfway in the tune because it's like it's built up to think. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't know what the tune is really yeah. to be honest. And then it's like everything's built up for this moment halfway where it's like okay, and you sort of a release in it. Like you're like, all right, this sound. It almost sounds better because you came from the place you've come yeah, from. If yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, man, that's. That's a sick tune. That's ridiculous. Like, top quality. Wait. I think we know who's going to win this week again. Oh, Alpha. I, I reckon Karangbin, to be honest, yeah, um, was an absolute... But then Nick Drake... Yeah, you might have... Yeah, right, everyone's, everyone's... I think we know who's bottom this week. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone slagged it off. That said, I think we know who's bottom this week. We know who's bottom last week. Like, the thing is, yeah, you know what's annoying about the voting system, yeah? Is that I started off strong yesterday. People were voting for me. Someone said... Barnes, um, uh, someone even said uh, for once. They said Barnes, not for once. For once, they said in in the in the in for the once. Vote. They said for once. Oh, they good oh, tunes. Far is man. No, they don't. They don't. Far they say, I talk too much. They say I laugh too loudly. It's all about me. I've got nothing <laughs> left. Um, I think I think this tune's gonna win. I think Karangbin. I think Karangbin. I think my tune will win actually. I don't think your tune will win. Oh, Nick Drake. Mm. To be honest, Nick Drake, that was a banger as well. Karangabin, bro. That was really Come good. On, blood. Even the name, bro. People won't even yeah, haven't, yeah. haven't even heard the podcast. And just yeah, they just Tom, They say Thomas and Karangabin, and they're like, oh, they've got a collab album to come in out or something like that. And oh, let's work for Tom. Fucking <laughs> 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 with the banger. <laughs> 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 I love that. <laughs> Big shout out to him. There's <laughs> any stupid podcast. I'm angry at everyone. Everyone's nervous, blood. I want to win at least once, bro. Why is it always me, man? Stupid. Barney's gonna start various burner accounts and just vote for himself. <laughs> I'm gonna start playing Tribe Called Quest and Kendra Lamar. I'm just Barney's gonna back. come in next week with like graduation by Kanye West. <laughs> I want to start the only thing that will win. <laughs> That's that playing Beyonce. Like, I'm gonna do anything that will work. Uh, Jesus. All right, cool. Well, that's been a great episode. Um, shout out to everyone that's um, been supporting us. Our numbers are growing by the uh, by the millisecond, you know. Uh, and yeah, have thank a, you for listening. Have a great thank you week. for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. See you next all week, soon. Baby. See you soon.
Sí, sí. Peace.